Do you want to be inspired by other brilliant business owners? Find out how and why they set their brilliant businesses up. Discover some of the triumphs and struggles they face along the way. If so, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Brilliant Businesses Podcast. We interview business owners to find out their story and journey as to how they set their businesses up. We believe that story is an important way of making their businesses shine, and we share those stories on this podcast. Keep building those brilliant businesses. So welcome to the um, episode six of the Brilliant Businesses podcast. I'm here today with Neil Simmons from TM Recruits. Um, Neil's business is um, uh, a recruitment business that recruits office-based staff within the, the TM postcode, which includes Tunbridge Wells, Tunbridge and Sevenoaks, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. And the, yep. and the surrounding towns and villages, so Crowborough, Uckfield, Paddock Wood, right. um, Edenbridge, Westrum. So it's a, it's a vast area. Yeah, yeah. And um, so we've, we've already interviewed Neil and we featured his story on the Brilliant Businesses website. Um, it's got a really cool story and um, we're going to hear it again today on the, on the podcast. So um, tell, us, tell us how it started, Neil. Tell, tell us your journey, how, how, how it all began. Well, yeah, so um, my, my, my entire career has been quite colourful, really. Um, I coached football and gymnastics uh, when I left college um, and I did that for a couple of years and it was great fun. But I knew it was gonna, only going to take me so far. Um, and, uh, and actually at that time, a lot of my friends were going away and doing ski seasons and uh, working abroad and going travelling, going off to uni. And I just fancied doing something a little bit different. And I saw this television programme um, all about the people uh, who worked at Haven Holidays called Haven Mates. Yeah. So uh, I applied to Haven um, and I didn't get a response. I applied to Butlins uh, doing a similar sort of jobs of, as a Butlins red coat. And uh, they said, thanks, but no thanks. And then I got an interview with uh, Pontins. Uh, so I became a blue coat for Pontins, which is where I, I met my, uh, my now wife. Um, we then realised, so we did a, a full season in North Wales in Prestatin. Uh, 18 blue coats. So it was a real good, it was a real good sociable environment. Um, you couldn't really call it a job. It was more a way of life. You know, we would be mm. um, on duty from nine in the morning till five in the afternoon. And then again from seven till 12 uh, in the same day. And we do that six days a week. So it was tough. It was real hard work, physically demanding, but as I say, great fun. Um, and uh, we, we, we had a, a ball doing that and we've got lifelong friends uh, that, that we still see uh, regularly um, but we realized after that season that we could do exactly the same sort of job overseas so we joined the likes of air tours um, and worked overseas for five years um, we worked all around the Balearic Islands so Mallorca, Minorca um, we also did mainland Spain and Cyprus um, and and again tons of fun we kind of got as far as we possibly could. Um, from an entertainment perspective, we were managing uh, big teams of people. Um, and, uh, and we kind of took it just about as far as we could as a couple who are now thinking, maybe it's time to settle down, maybe yeah. it's time to, to get a proper job. And, and that's what we decided to do. We moved back to the UK, didn't know where we wanted to live or didn't know where we could live. We looked at different areas where I was from originally in Northwest London, 
um, which was uh, which was quite expensive, really. Um, and then we settled on Tunbridge Wells, and it was uh, it was a brilliant choice. Tunbridge Wells has been a fantastic place to live. Um, but moving to Tunbridge Wells, I really didn't know what I wanted to do, um, and uh, I. I went into a, a recruitment agency and they said, oh, you've worked in the leisure industry. That means you can sell advertising to the leisure industry. So I thought, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, ins inspirational stuff. Um, they saw the potential. They saw the uh, transferable skills with me. And I guess deep down that probably stuck with me, that that creative mindset of looking at what I'd done in the past and, and putting me into a, a role that, that, that was kind of a... a an early marker, if you like, towards my recruitment career. So I sold advertising for the Korean newspaper for three years. Um, and again, it was, a, it was a brilliant way of finding my way around Tunbridge Wells area and, and the surrounding areas, but also finding, um, making friends locally. Uh, and the Korea was a brilliant environment, very sociable again, um, but also I guess it was my first proper official role in sales. Um, and, uh, and I sold advertising indeed to the leisure industry, restaurants, pubs, nightclubs, leisure centers, and anything at all that could be related to leisure. And I formed some good relationships along the way. Mm. And um, I, I worked for the Courier for three years and I had three brilliant years there. And they were very good to me as an organization. Uh, but I, I just realized that I wanted something a little bit more. Um, and I felt that there was always a a, a tiny bit of a ceiling for me at that time my my management uh, the managers uh, at the career that, that I work who I worked for were very good and weren't going anywhere so there wasn't really anywhere to progress to um so uh, and then I think it was actually my wife suggested how about recruitment um and once I looked into it investigated it a little bit more it really it really was something that appealed so I interviewed with lots of companies and finally got my break um, and uh, after working in recruitment for eight years, decided to uh, to launch um, and go out on my own. Um, and one of the things that that sort of uh, encouraged me or, or made me make that decision was that uh, my my dad passed away in uh, 2014, um, and he was only 66 at the time. So um, I think I was 38. I calculated the years I had. 28 years based on you know his experience really a yeah, bit of a, a morbid thing to do but you know um i just felt that maybe i needed to challenge myself and do something a little bit more um and that was when i when i uh, uh set out on my own um and uh yeah so tn recruits was born and i had lots of ideas of scalability in the long term I deliberately called it TN recruits based upon the TN postcode, as we mentioned earlier. Um, and uh, the, the, the TN postcode was, was a, a good area, all the areas that we mentioned earlier. Um, there's a lot, there are lots of businesses. And I remember um, a, a client many years ago telling me that there were 26,000 businesses in the TN postcode. Uh, that was a long time ago. So there's probably more than that now. Um, so it, it, it always sort of uh, stuck with me that it could be a, a good angle. Um, and I called it TN Recruits rather than TN Recruitment. Um, it, when we're talking about scalability, I always felt that there was an option to maybe go into some specialist areas. Uh, and then with the postcode as well, there's another, uh, there was always another opportunity scalability wise to, to look at other postcodes. 
So, you know, all of those things have kind of rung true uh, as we've developed as a company. We launched ME Recruits a couple of years ago, um, and that's headed up by Helen Barham, who's uh, who was actually my first manager when when I was at the Courier. Uh, she she came and applied for a job with me, and I was flattered, um, and I'm still honoured to have her as part of the team. Um, she heads up Emmy Recruits and does a fantastic job. Um, with TM Recruits now, we've got uh, several members of staff headed up by Ellie Snugs. Um, Ellie does a great job of running the team as branch manager. We've got my longest serving member of staff, Jared. Um, Jared Monkman, who is a very good recruiter, uh, has very, been very consistent, has been with me now uh, just under... Uh, just under five years it might even be on the verge of his fifth year anniversary uh, we've then got Melissa um, we've got uh, Alfie who supports the team and in administration Kate and Gemma um, and the team have been fantastic um, and then we've we've launched two specialist areas over the last few months just prior to Christmas in October, November, we came up with the idea with, I'd taken on Emma Moss, who um, Emma's, Emma's background had always been in media, same as mine. Um, and we, we got on very well from, the, from her first interview. And she's shown real passion and real, uh, real drive, not just for recruitment, but actually one of her first placements that she made was she placed a solicitor and she always had a, a natural interest in law. So it just made sense that that initial idea of having specialist sectors in the scalability was now able to come to life. Um, and uh, with Emma at the helm, we were able to launch TM Recruits Law. Uh, and Emma's done brilliantly with that, you know, uh, apart from the last, uh, the last few weeks, which uh, the whole recruitment market has been, uh, has, has been hit. But uh, Emma has done very well. She's placed uh, some solicitors. She's placed quite a few legal secretaries. And with that legal sector, um, it's, it's something that is going to be fantastic, um, particularly uh, in the longer term. And then at the very turn of the year, we launched our second specialist division in TN Recruits Accounts. So we recruit uh, accountancy practice candidates. Um, and that's headed up by Rachel Fisher. Uh, it's interesting with a number of my staff, I've got various links to them um, from way back when, and uh, it's headed up by Rachel Fisher. Rachel was a, a candidate of mine um, who I placed about 13 or 14 years ago in a sales role after that she went into recruitment and when she wanted to work a little bit more a little bit more locally um, she was actually commuting over to Maidstone from Wadhurst which is quite a journey um, when she wanted to work more locally she she actually approached me to see what we had so it gave us the opportunity then to to look at Rachel's skills to look at um to look at what she could offer and accountancy practices has always been an area that that we've kind of um we've kind of had the opportunity but haven't maybe concentrated or been able to drill down and, and resource the candidates in that area because we have lots of other lots of other sectors to look after but having one person solely dedicated to that i knew there was i knew it was going to be a, a benefit but it was about finding the right person and that's what we've got on rachel it's interesting you're talking about um, and your staff because right now it must be very difficult for 
well, it's difficult for everyone, but um, very difficult for your staff. So how do you, obviously you keep in touch with them and how, how do you keep their morale up at the moment? How do you, how do you deal with that? How's it affected them? Yeah, so um, it's it's been a tough period. And, you know, I think that the what's what I've got in my favour is that they're all very loyal. Um, they know that there's nothing personal in the actions that we've had to take and we have had to um, furlough a, a vast majority of our staff, um, which was a tough decision to make. Um, but they know that it's not personal. They know that it's a short term fix um, to make us stronger in the long term. Um, and therefore, you know, they were happy to support the decisions which we were forced to make. Um, but in terms of keeping up morale, um, I stay in touch with them all um, on a personal basis. I'll make sure that I uh, touch base and have a, a conversation with all of them once a week. Um, we also have team meetings. They're not allowed to do any um, sales-based activities or anything that's going to lead towards money-making, but they can attend team meetings. So we have a team meeting once a week. Um, and then from a social perspective, we, uh, we do meet for a Friday on Zoom. Uh, for a, yeah, when I say meet, we're meeting on Zoom. Yeah. Um, but we we meet for a we meet for a drink on a Friday, uh, which is which is good fun. And Friday just gone. Ellie organised a, a quiz night for us all, which was great fun. Um, and they were they were absolutely thrilled that I won. Of course they were. Um, um, but yeah, so yeah. so keeping morale going is it, tough. And you know, I think that at the beginning we've we've we talked about the fact that we're all going to have low moments at some point or another, myself included in that. Mm. Um, but it's actually being there for each other and, and helping each other out and making sure that we're communicating. Um, and hopefully, you know, again, everyone's going to, everyone's going to be on side with the fact that this is a, a short term fix to ensure that we're strong in the long term. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's really important, isn't it? Um, and it's, it's sort of, from what I saw of your business and hearing you talk at other meetings that we go to, it sounded like before all this kicked in, um, business was going really, really well. Um, and, and, you know, your, your, your business was growing quite nicely. Um, is that the case? Before we got into the coronavirus, you was, your business was good? Yeah, we had a cracking start to the year. You know, um, January, uh, January, we had a good January, a very strong January. February wasn't, February wasn't amazing, but it, it was okay. Uh, and March was very good. And what was pleasing about March is that uh, every one of my staff um, contributed significantly um, to to the the placements that we made, the people that we helped into jobs, um, and. And it was really pleasing. There was a lot of success, a lot of good achievements. Um, so, so the team were doing very, very well. Um, and uh, then we walked uh, slap bang into the, the middle of um, what has just been the, the most bizarre situation that anyone can imagine. And whenever I talk about it as well, I'm desperately trying to avoid what everyone else is saying, the cliches that you hear. But yeah. it's impossible. Yeah. Um, because so much has been said about it, but from a from a recruitment perspective, you know, I I recruited through the last recession, and I still did okay. You know, mm. I still managed to put some some uh, some respectable figures on the board, and still managed to help some companies find the right members of staff, and still managed to help candidates get a job. But this is completely different. Mm. You know, this this was literally the recruitment market being switched off overnight. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we, we've 
we've uh, reduced our vacancies by over 95 percent you know so it's a significant significant drop in in what's available what do you how do you feel it's going to affect you long term well you know everything that i've ever done i've always had a long-term frame of mind and that's been massively important to me with you know the candidates that i've dealt with i'll always respect them and do my best for them um because one day they'll become my clients the yeah. candidates of today are our clients of tomorrow um and likewise everything else that i've done when i've worked with clients i've always wanted to do the very best job that i that i can possibly do and that's what we're doing at the moment you know we've tried to stay in touch with our clients trying to make sure that we're showing um, a good understanding for their businesses and just being there um to talk to them to listen to them um and the same goes with our candidates we're doing lot we're having lots and lots of candidate conversations at the moment and most of those conversations are, are just to try to to keep them motivated keep them positive and and actually make them realize that it's not them it's the market you know we've got some we we've got some fantastic candidates who uh who aren't able to work or are struggling to find work, but actually it's not them. It is the marketplace and mm. hopefully giving them, uh, having the conversations that we're having will, will give us the long-term loyalty and the commitment uh, that, that will help us in the long term. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but by way of the recruitment market, I guess, you know, I can't, I can't predict anything. I can't predict anything for sure, but in my opinion, I think it will give us a real big shake up. You know, the, in recruitment, we refer to the market being candidate driven or client driven. We've been in a really good, strong recruitment market for a number of years that's been very much driven by the candidates. So it's been a candidate driven market. And by that, there's been lots of vacancies. You know, we've seen record high amounts of vacancies. We've seen record lows where unemployment is concerned and record highs where, where numbers of people employed have been concerned. Um, and it's been, I guess, an, an easy market in some respects for a lot of recruiters. Um, but now we're going to see the tables turned on that. You know, it is going to be a client-driven market. It is going to be fewer vacancies around. And probably, um, sadly, a lot more candidates who have maybe been uh, made redundant or uh, who, who may be looking. So we will see a big shift. Um, it, it will be interesting to see what happens from here, but there'll be certain sectors that are affected a lot more than others. Um, and we'll, we'll just have to see how things pan out. But hopefully the work that we've put in and the work that we're continuing um, to, to put in at the moment will stand us in good stead long, long term. Yeah, it's difficult to make plans as well, isn't it, for, for long term? I guess, you know, a lot of businesses right now are, are having a lot of time to think and having a lot of time to plan and probably getting very fired up because they want to crack on and they want to get on with things, but they can't. So uh, I think right now is a good time for business to, to start thinking about plans. But how, how do you see that? What, how do you see your long plans after this? What, what's going to be next for team recruits? Yeah, again, I think um, because we've had... Um, a good number of years, you know, since the financial crisis, it's been a long time. And we've had, you know, the recruiters that I speak to are very grateful for all the good years that we've had. Um, and now we've just got to weather the storm. And, you know, through, um, I like to think of management of the, the business and the finances, it means that we've got that cushion to be able to help us through what will be a lean period. Um, 
and will come out stronger the other side. Um, the you know the, the the plans that we can now put in place is that we're tightening up the processes. We're making sure that all of our systems are as good and um, as good and up to date as they can possibly be. We constantly challenge what we do as well. We move with the times. Um, one of the things that we that has gone well for us is because of the uh, the network that I've built around me and the the telecoms and IT systems that we use, um, we've been able to move with the market very well. You know, um, Postman Office do our IT and have done a fantastic job of it. MF Communications do our telecoms. Um, and both companies have instilled systems um, that have enabled us um, to be able to just continue to work from home um, as much as we possibly can. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's really good. Um, thank you so much. That's that's really good. It's really hit great to hear your story again, and and I'm really pleased the team recruits is going so well. I know it's it's troublesome time at the moment, but um, I'm sure this is going to be over soon, and then perhaps we can get together and have a beer and have a good catch up as well. It's good to see you. That's uh, sounds like a plan. Thanks very much, yeah. Nick. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Neil. Cheers. See you soon. Bye, mate. Thank you.